Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Ready? After so many false starts, here we are again, back in the chairs with my best friend. Hello, everybody. Microphone check. Welcome to Rhythm and Pixels, video game music podcast. Wow, it's been some time. My name is Rob Nichols. What's what's my name again? Uh, I need I need my lights. I need a lie. And with that, my name is Rob Nichols. And I'm um, you you know my name is. And every week we <laughs> every week we want to get together <laughs> to listen to great video game music. Oh, you don't need this. this well, little, uh, well, this yeah, to take it off. Eighth inch to quarter inch adapter that gets lost all the time. That's why I keep it over here. Because when I'm done, I put it back. I'm gonna I'm gonna save it because I'm gonna lose it. <laughs> um, we listen to great video game music from all consoles and all generations. If it's good, we'll listen to it. If it's not, we'll also listen to it. But we'll have words. Someone will like it. Yeah, but we'll have we'll have something to say about that. Um, yeah, so it's been a while since we've done the show, and um, I, I posted on Patreon about what was going on. Life's been good, life's been bad, life's been all around, but yeah. the important part is life continues. Life continues. And it's not like me and Pernell weren't seeing each other. Oh, we <laughs> hang out all the time. It's just like, well, are we going to do the show? And I'm like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, until, until, your, until your adorable child can sit in a chair with a microphone or at least <laughs> run around and play with a toy unconcerned about what his adult caretakers are doing yeah <laughs> there's, just, there, there's gonna come a time when there's a pack and play in the corner over there it's like hey <laughs> baby like, hey uh, but yeah that's that's not that's not today yeah. or or when he goes to bed normally <laughs> also not today also not today because because the, the bedroom is over there behind that wall uh-huh. into that corner so i'm assuming it'd be okay but we're gonna the idea is in person some days um, which I hate to do because I'm relying on Christy to do all of the childcare. We normally we, we, we share things. The trade-off uh, just ends up having to be, okay, this is the time where this happens, so is there something you want to do that takes two and a half to three hours? Yeah, I know. But then also, like, there's other things I need to do for myself, like exercise and eat right and so, so work. Like so it sounds <laughs> like we're going to be doing an episode while we're jogging and talking. Yeah, that's going to be the next show. It's just us on the run. Like, so... <laughs> for- <laughs> God, yeah. Or why also, did I agree to this? Like, like, I didn't want like the only times you and I get together is to do the show, and then you have to leave. Like, we should be able to hang out, especially since like we need to kind of like support each other while we're both stressed out. Oh yeah. So I'm like, yeah, let's play a board game, or let's watch a show, or let's just like eat a meal and hang out. Oh yeah, because stress is also very much the name of the game lately. Though I will admit, I mean, I feel like we've both been handling our individual stresses. Pretty well, all things considered. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> hey, you're here doing a record right now, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, I'm all right. I, I haven't I'm smiling, yet. Well, right? I mean, rephrase that. You could near me. I've never had. I haven't experienced an angry outburst yet. Like I, I just can't do it for now. Yeah, no. Get you know me. I'm all passive. I'm oh yeah, pa- I get passive aggressive for now. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I can't you'll, you'll never know I'm mad until <laughs> until, <laughs> until it's too late. Until it's too late. Why is there a gun to my head again? What happened here? For now, you're always late. <laughs> well, why are you always late? Well, I just like to sleep a little. <laughs> like, you can come to the show at like 10. You're like, oh, man, I don't know. I, Imme- I, I, immediately afterwards. I could be there. Thanks. For- <laughs> no, I did say 10 to 11. 10 to 11. That's I what. covered my butt. 
and yeah. I got here before 11. So in your face. <laughs> but yeah, like, we'll give you something to eat, and then we'll start at 12. It's fine. But like, it ends up being like where a situation where like we're always kind of doing our own thing, but then we hang out and do stuff. Like we try to get some tabletop board gaming in, yeah. and true to form. Just like, uh, I feel like, you can tell me if you think I'm wrong about this, because I think it's funny. Okay, but, yeah, yeah, sure. But sure. the idea, like, you know, it's like, okay, we're going to, we're doing the parent thing. It's going to be great. Yeah. It's like, okay. And I'm like, well, you do know everything changes when you have a baby. Yeah, I knew that. Like, there's no shifting that. But you knew that, but there was also that part where you're like, but we, we got this. We It'll can make a, it work. We can make this work. I'm like, come see me in like two months. <laughs> <laughs> sure enough. Like, they're doing good as parents. It's they're tough. doing great as parents, but- I don't think anyone truly could ever have that. Oh, it'll be different for us. We got this. Oh no, I never, I never believed can't. it would be different for us. It was like the months leading up to him, and you know, we, we're in, in our situation, we didn't know when that was going to be. Mm-hmm. I was piling on the hobbies. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm, I'm streaming DDR. I'm streaming my DJ gigs. I'm where we're doing the show. We're doing. We're going to conventions. We're recording live. You know, I'm doing all this stuff. Now it's like. Oh, oh, and I was running like four times a week, and I was mm-hmm. doing like ten miles on the weekend, and five, and then, and then done. done. <laughs> Shut it down. Shut everything down. And the guy in the foghorn in the, in the in the factory. Shut it down. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't. I mean, I'm still I'm still getting a lot of it in, and a lot of it is like when you have a newborn, it is it is full time, mm-hmm. you know, and things things shift. They, I'm not saying things get easier. Not at all. Things are not going to get easier. Mm-hmm. I know that. But I know that time is going to get more flexible. Yes. And yeah. I will say in the interim, though, when I pop in every once in a while, I'll be like, baby! And the baby makes a little crazy face at me. And I make crazy oh, he face loves back at the baby. He loves and we at smile. You. I'm like, that's the adorable stuff. I'm here for that. Yeah. Baby's like, later, guys. I gotta I'll, go. I'll, I'll say this, though. He is like, a, he is adorable like 99% of the time. Like yeah, it's It's amazing how much he's just happy to be around. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're really fortunate for that. Also that he likes to sleep at night. Oh, yeah. Not during the day. <laughs> <laughs> Not when I want to get stuff done, but at night when I when we all want to pass out, like he is down for that. Yes. Um, so because of that, I have played zero video games since he was two months old. <laughs> From like one to two months, we played everything because he, he that was it. You he know? just kind of sat in a place and you're like, well, while I'm watching the baby, yeah. but can't move, I got a controller. Exactly. Yeah, he sat on my leg, and I had a controller, and like that's how we that's how we did things. But yeah, it's not like that anymore. So we've been watching movies. I saw we finished uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, okay. It's awesome. I bet he's surprised you didn't choose tracks based on that then. Oh, that would have been a good idea. Tracks yeah. based on movies I've watched while with my baby. Oh, that would have been smart. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I watched I watched a lot of movies. The and a lot of things are like I'm o- I'm over emotional now because I'm a new father and I'm exhausted all the time. So like we watched. The third Puss in Boots movie, that one direct to Netflix. Now, was this the Puss in Boots that they pulled from the Shrek, Shrek movies? Yeah, cried my eyes out. <laughs> so good. It was really good. Well, it really wasn't like... really nice how they treated his poor boots. They were brand new. They were brand new. They got mud all over them. Didn't let them get a good clean on them. They, they cheated him on the cleaning solution. It's great. I mean, it's Antonio Banderas, and he's just being silly. It's Is Gingy in it ever? Gingy. It's Gingerbread Man. Oh no no no! Because oh. no, because because that's that's what's that island called? Never far away, never never land, far far away. What do they call that? I know something like far far land. They don't live. Something. They don't live there. They live somewhere else. Oh, okay. In the Shrekiverse. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Dungeons and Dragons. If they had just um, promoted it as like a fun, silly, 
like comedy action movie, which it is, I would have been much more excited to watch it right now. I heard away. people said it was good though. It was, it was amazing. It was so funny. It was it was it was comedy action. And that's all it was. Action und comedy. Yeah, with like fun fantasy elements. So it was just, but it was constant jokes. Okay. And, but I had no idea because when you saw the trailers, it was like fireball, wizards, and dragons. And I was like, oh, that looks like not for me. Yeah, like, but what's this Thacko? What's Thacko? It's like true armor class or something like oh, that. Oh, I see. I don't even play these games. I don't either. I just know weird <laughs> terms. Like, it's, I know it involves like armor class at zero. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. I rolled a natural twenty and laughed at the movie. Although having a baby means I watch I watch movies in parts. So we watched one half one night and then the second half the next night. And then after that, I tried to watch everything everywhere all at once. Oh, I heard that's a really good movie too. Oh, it's very good. And so we're gonna finish that one tonight. <laughs> I also feel like if you have if you're saying you're like extra emotional now though, I feel like that movie's gonna hurt. It already hurts. It's great. I was close. I'm okay, yeah. Thacko to Th- hit armor class zero. So I was right in the to hit that armor class zero. Yes, like armor class. Oh, oh. So like, if if your if your armor was like zero, like what would I have to roll just to hit zero? Yes, and, and then so that then goes the modifier to that, right? Like, or so not that go, but the AC. Your armor class modifies that, right? So if your armor class was like plus four, then it had to like go with it. I would modify. Man, there's so much math in these games. That's what I kind of like about them. Oh, me, oh, me like, too. I love the math. Really like, one math. last thing before we talk about the episode topic, I guess, is like, I kind of uh, yeah, chuckled no, at the idea. We're not doing topics. Oh, 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 I always make it a topic. There's a topic for my tracks. Oh, okay. Well, great. Good but, for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I make it work. I fit the theme. But um, it was the idea that um, people were, I was talking to a friend yesterday, and he was talking about D&D, and we are talking about like, favorite video games. Of course, La Mulana came up. He's one of the friends I converted to La Mulana. He tells he'll straight up say the game is horrible, awful, and frustrating, and he can't wait to play it again. Like that's that's <laughs> the that's the mold. That's and, the game, yeah. And I was explaining to him how there was like this this Chinese RPG that came out recently where it's like I said, it was popular in China, and it got a recent U.S. port. I can't remember what it was called. I, I don't want to say it was it wasn't Sword and Fairy, but it was something else. But basically, uh, people were complaining about the puzzles being too complicated and involving lots of math, and. My response to that was, oh, so you're mad that this game's puzzles are actual puzzles and not just push the block onto the lever and activate the door. Like, I don't know what you want, man. Like, sometimes, we and we got to that, we started talking about just games with good puzzle mechanics. And yeah. that's why I was talking about how Silent Hill 3 is probably one of the best survival horror puzzle mechanics I've ever played. I gotta played. go back to it, because I don't remember very well a lot of the puzzles. You have to put it on hard mode. That's the thing. Oh. There's a hard combat and there's a hard oh, puzzle right, setting. that's right, because the puzzle, but yeah. Uh, can I play that again on PlayStation? I think so. You could probably maybe just like a downloadable version of it. It's probably on like the the streaming service thing that they do. PS Now and double check maybe PS the Now. Did the PS Silent- Now. <laughs> God, those names. I think there was a Silent Hill collection. I know, but I'm trying to remember if it had only one and two, or if it also had three. But yeah, I like three. A lot. Something I can look into yeah. if you're seriously considering it. I'm I, sure I, there's a version of it you can I, get access to. These I'm, I'm interested in games. I don't know if I'm playing. Them. Oh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I I totally understand. Notice I haven't teased you about. Oh, you're not playing this game. Like I saw I saw a um, uh, it was a meme obviously, and it was a guy said like you know they say that like when you retire like you're gonna have nothing to do, and that's when like you really decline. And it was like this is me retiring. It's like the old guy with a PlayStation Five controller. I'm like <laughs> that's me. It's an opportunity to play backlog and all catch up on all these games. <laughs> I used to think that. Like I know Mike and I would talk about that a lot. Like you play a lot of games when we retire, but I'm thinking the more I think about, it, I was like, man, I don't know what my state's going to be when I'm at retirement age. I might be like, you know, 
Time for another nap. Right after my last nap. Like, I, I, shoot, I, who knows? My mind I, might not be able to process the strategy required to do a good strategy RPG anymore. Oh, no. Partly why I want to try to exercise more because it kind of keeps you at least alert, yeah, yeah, a little more alert. Also, doing puzzles and, and doing games like that will keep your brain active as well. So, you know, as long as you're not retiring at 90, we'll be okay. <laughs> like, I'm not going to stop playing DDR. I'm going to be like 80 years old playing that damn game. You have a walker, which is going to change the way you place your feet. I'm not going to be one of those people who are like, well, I have a family now. i got to sell my pad. I'm like, no. <laughs> I got a family nine times to sell my children. I got I got to play. Like, but, yeah. I'm going to strap Oh, no, kid. no. The trick is you get your kid into the game, too, and he becomes an internet celebrity who plays DDR. Just like his dad, and then you'll be like a father-son <laughs> duo doing like dance step routines. There, there is a very specific type of person that gets interested in these. Not just rhythm games, but those type of rhythm games, the button rhythm games, uh-huh. hit, the, hit the thing when it hits the top of the thing games, yeah. like beat mania, popping music, the, the nostalgia, whatever it was called. We played that um, too many games that kicked the crap out oh, of the, piano. the giant piano on it. Like yeah, like I feel like there's a certain type of person that wants to play that, but there's a lot of rhythm gamers who all they or Guitar Hero, or, the, or um, whatever the new guitar cl- clone play. hero, but like, the uh, but people like the oh dance games. I mean, like just dance or um, dance dance rush, where you're actually like moving into the beat. That's which what I they, do like, by the way. Those are fun. To me, it makes sense. Like if I was growing up now and saw and saw DDR, I'd be like, that's an old game, boring as hell. But a very specific person would be like. How hard does that get? I want to do it. Yeah, I feel like there's vo- I think there's there's vo- there's value in both. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm saying this as an old man, but there's value in both. Like, I'll play Dance Rush. Oh, absolutely, easily and have fun with it. I like doing the Running I'm Man saying, on if it. You are like, brand new to the world of video games and, and the rhythm games. And you had to look at both on the. And options. you looked at both. You'd be like, I want to do the thing where I move my whole body, rather than the thing where it's just hitting the arrows. Well, I will say I think this: it's probably more popular. I will say this though. Um, if you're in the arcade actively looking at these things as a person who actively plays games, not just some randos getting drunk at the bars, like, oh, look, arrows. Um, I feel like the music would be a factor, too. Yeah, that's like, true. You might yeah. be like, hey, I want to try hearing this song in this game, and then that is what gets you to do the thing that the game wants you to do. So you'll play it as long as the, the soundtrack is good, and when the soundtrack is bad, you won't care, and you'll just stop playing. So it's one of those things. Yeah. So. Boop, boop, boop. There, and there you have it. <laughs> so the reason I'm, you might be like, well, why is Purnell not saying a lot about what's going on in his life? Which, obviously, I still have been, but not in the same capacity. And the reason being is because the tracks I chose for this episode mm. are, like, they remind me of things, or there's aspects of the things they come from that reminds me of, like, oh, this is what's going on in my life based yeah. off of this. And I was like, that's an interesting theme. As you can see, that's my skill. That's the skill I was born with, Rob. <laughs> yes. I can make anything a theme, and I can choose tracks based on that you're, theme. You're, just a, you're a natural selector. You're a natural DJ. That's what you are. You will, you will select a list of things. You work. Yeah, yeah. We select you. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly <laughs> what you do. Um, yeah. So I mean, we were making we were making the show work with a new baby, but like you add one more thing on top of that, and it was just it was, it's too much. Yes. Right. It's too much to do. One more thing when we need to focus on ourselves and each other. So um, today we're going to focus on you. What? That's the theme of the episode? Oh, wait. Uh, wait, wait, What? Bedroth. We're going to focus on you. (laughs) This episode's for you, Bedroth. Poor Bedroth. All jokes aside, (laughs) it was was funny. He, at one point, in our district, was like, are you guys (laughs) hanging it up? He was was concerned, for sure. He was just just concerned. But he was like, are you guys hanging it up? And the moment I read that, I was like, oh, no. Are people actually out there thinking we're shutting the show down now? I'm thinking to myself, I'll I'll, I'll release a statement. I'll I'll say something soon. We're going to get together and record soon, and we'll talk about it. We'll get together. 
Okay, maybe next week. Okay, maybe next. <laughs> maybe week. next. Week. Uh, I don't have the energy. Well, on the pause, that was only like a two weeks ago, so we're not too far off the. Yeah, and we're not completely like off the grid. I mean, if you want to reach out to us, oh, we still do Discord. And we still. Oh, by the way, folks. Speaking of which, um, for those of you who are genuinely still doing the summer games challenge and posting when you complete games and stuff, thank you so friggin' much. Because I'm gonna tell you something. One, it lets me realize that there are people who are like, I actively enjoy doing this. It's a it's like a social connection thing. And that's what it was always meant to be, a social connection, plus actively getting through your backlog or at least experiencing some games within it. Mm. So thank you for doing that. And two, it actually motivated me to find some bits of time to still try to get games in. It's not the same way I usually do it. Mm. It's become a thing where like a buddy and I, every once in a while, we'll get together to choose like one nostalgia game, as in a game you can likely play through in one sitting. Not an easy game necessarily, but just a game that can feasibly be done in one sitting. And we knock it out. Without fail, we've beaten every game we've attempted so far. I like that. You, you posted about, what was the last one you guys played? Well, we played through Mega Man Mega 8. Mega Man 8. That's what it was, yeah. Yeah, and oh my God, the voices in that game are just, they're to die for. They're <laughs> they are so bad. Wow, Mega Man 8. I can't wait to hear him talk. I've been waiting all my life to understand how these characters are going to talk. What uh-huh. are they, they going to sound like? And you're like, oh. Like you got <laughs> Dr. Light who's like played by Elmer Fudd. Yeah. Whoa, M- M- Mega Man! <laughs> it's like, like what that, is that, this? That was a decision. That was an actor decision, right there. I was like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to make this memorable. I'm going to do me. This is how is this is how this character is going to sound. Every voice in that game is oh, hilarious. Hey, Mega Man! <laughs> <laughs> I'm hunting. I'm hunting Mavericks. <laughs> I guess that's the, the other way around. But it still works just because of how funny it is. Uh, Mega Man jokes. <laughs> that's a theme for next episode. <laughs> Mega Man. Mega Man puns. Mega Man dad puns. Yes. Okay, so why don't you uh, why don't you kick us off with some music then? Okay, well the first track I'm going to play, I probably should have picked the second track first, but I'm still going to stick with my order. Um, but this comes from the game Star Ocean: The Last Hope. It's called Night of the Chase, and it's composed by Motui Sakuraba. <laughs>
Welcome back. You're listening to Night of the Chase from the game Star Ocean, The Last Hope, released on Xbox 360, and I want to say it eventually got a PS3 quote-unquote international edition port um, composed by Motoi Sakuraba. So, this well, I love Motoi Sakuraba, so that's an easy choice anytime, any day of the week. But um, the reason why I chose this track for this episode is because of... So one of the things that I've been dealing with lately in life is I've been getting hit with a number of bizarre health issues that are actively just impacting how I attempt to stay in shape and be fit because due to as a result of the health issues I've been getting hit with, I put on a little weight, plus breathing's gotten a lot harder. I'm still trying to figure out why the breathing's where it's at. But despite that and the challenges it's been giving me, I continue to try to exercise, whether it be doing CrossFit training or HIIT training or uh, weightlifting, and then mostly, or I'm getting back into also, is jogging slash trying to run. I use the word trying in very large text because in Star Wars The Last Tote, one of the biggest complaints I had about this game when I first started playing it was the fact that when the characters were meant to run on the overworld map or whatever, they didn't just run. They did this thing where you had to press the button and they do like a quick dash, like a burst of speed, they dash forward, and they stop, and they just walk. And it's like, okay, so in order to get places quickly, you just kind of keep mashing the run button to keep making them do short bursts of runs. Like, dash, 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 dash. Because that's helpful. Right? It's not helpful. It's so frustrating. That's great for the player to do. But in real world execution, I'm realizing now that as I'm trying to get better at running and trying to push my lungs to do their job, yeah. uh, that's kind of what it's become. Like, I'll like walk, I walk, power walk a little. Okay, from here to there, I'm going to dash. He's like, push the button. And you just run, and you're fading, and you get to the spot like, okay, stop. And you're just walking again. Yeah, okay, I'm going to power walk again. And I'm going to dash. And then you dash, and then you stop. And as you do that more and more, you get to the point where now, now you're just dashing and stopping. But now your arms are also just, like, drooped because you don't have the energy to keep I, your arms up. I, I love that in your mind, like, the, the way everyone games the system on how to, like, run better or run further, where it's like, okay, I've run this far, and i got to run this far. Or in their mind, they think, oh, I'm being chased by somebody. Uh-huh. Or, um, oh, i got to get home because my house is on fire. Uh-huh. In your mind, I'm like, I'm pressing B to run. <laughs> you press B to run. <laughs> I'm pressing B to Dash, run. Dash, stop. <laughs> my stamina meter's low. <laughs> I'll eat an apple. <laughs> <laughs> I have carried, like, little bits of, like, like, because people, I mean, I'm at to stop doing that because I'm trying to cut my sugar a bit. But I would carry like little like fruit tootsie rolls, and like to eat like a eat a single one to get like a jolt of sugar. Yeah, just to kind of like maybe this will get me a little bit <laughs> extra boost to get to the last to get to the last mile and a half or whatever. Yeah, but uh, that's, I mean, yeah, I mean that's that's what they're there for. It's, I mean, from experience, it works. From experience, it's not good for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, because I mean, you get hooked on that stuff. Sugar is addictive. Sugar is incredibly addictive, and as, as we've learned, and delicious. But it's everywhere. It's it's insidious in that it's everywhere. And um, I will say, so. despite my lung situation and all that, and I'm still trying to figure out what it is. Like deep down, I don't know. Yeah. I've, I've been told my skull has an odd shape, which prevents an oxygen from getting into my lungs. <laughs> I could have told you that. Oh, hush up! <laughs> <laughs> I question if it's like something with my intestine, like my gastrointestinal system. I'm drinking like probiotic soda, like weird stuff like that mm. now. Um, despite giving up, trying to give up soda, I'm like, well, I can drink probiotic soda. Uh, <laughs> what? So, uh, was that kombucha? No, I. That's the thing. I don't even like kombucha. It's like a soda called like uh, Culture Pop, <laughs> and it's basically got probiotic enzymes in the soda. You were like, they were like, I'm gonna make my entire diet soda, so I'll drink a hop tea, 
Yeah. So it's not alcohol. It's just, you know, soda, tea flavored. Oh, it's not hops. even soda. It's like hop tea's purpose was, oh, yeah, was cutting beer, yeah, but yeah, I yeah, missed yeah. The, fe- the feeling of beer, so, so I'll drink hop tea. Okay, it's all in a can. Everything yeah. comes from a can. Everything. Well, you can recycle it. Liquid death. Baby. Liquid liquid death is I cracks me up. It's like we're going to sell, we're going to make water more appealing by making it look like a beer can. <laughs> Well, the funny thing about it is like the premise of liquid death is more so they want to stop people from using plastic bottles. So they're trying to transition to yeah. – I've used the same bottles over and over. That's why I have a plastic bottle there. I just well, keep refilling oh, I didn't the water. Mean to, I didn't mean to point it out. I was just trying to look at the, at the thing because oh. you're not just drinking the water. You're, what's this called? It says mango chainsaw. Okay, matter of fact, here's a thought. Just read this. On the air, read that small pair. Um, but this suddenly become a liquid death advertisement. But well, just the humor of it. This ruthless tall boy of flavored sparkling water has a twisted plan to use natural agave and exploding bubbles to murder your thirst and recycle your soul. Is that what you wanted me to read? Yeah, I wish it was the other one because there's another. There you go, yeah, we one. donate a portion of the profits from every can sold to help kill plastic pollution. Yeah, like it's, it basically they lean hard in the whole liquid death model to say we murder plastic. So you got a whole yeah. So this is one. This is one serving. That's that's pretty significantly sized. Full, oh yeah, it's a full can of like sparkle water, nineteen ounces, and it has got a teaspoon of sugar. Yeah, and I, I've decided though that when I'm done all the cans I purchased, because I already own them, yeah. I'm probably going to not be buying these anymore either, unless I get the ones that have like no sugar. But, like, I bought a ton of them one shot because it was a good sale going. I was like, well, I can probably try oh, yeah, them all yeah. out. If you like it, then it's important just to save money, right? <laughs> Absolutely. I'm all about that. But just to let you know, like, as far as the running goes, the furthest I've gone so far on these attempted runs is four and a half to five miles. That's fantastic. It's hard. That's really good. And it's the equivalent of 26 flights of stairs. Oh, on the elevation? Yes. Yeah, the elevation's tough when you add elevation to it. We live in a very... Not not the not the hilliest place in the country, but it, it pretty damn hilly. And as far as this state goes, it is. Oh, in this state, yeah, you you go south of Newark, and it's like the plains. Yep. Um, but no, up here, yeah, it's pretty hilly because like it's just just a little bit further north, and then there's you know the literal Appal- mountains. Yeah, there's mountains, yeah. There's the Poconos Mountains, the Appalachian Mountains. So, uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's pretty hilly, so it's tough. I did four and a half last week, and I was really proud of myself for that. Nice. So I, I've been like sneaking in like two here and there. <laughs> But it's been so hot, too. It's really hard when it's this hot. That almost makes you wonder if you could do a run down the line where, like, once the weather is not crapulent, you put your baby in, like, a stroller that can take bumps. Oh, and yeah. And you just jog with him. I and thought about getting you. a jog stroller. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, like, that's that's tough. Every, that means I have to be really You couldn't jog flat. on, like, a highway or nothing, that's for sure. But you could, draw, you could jog on, like, a city strip, a town street. Okay, at the time I run, it has to be highway. There's no way I'm going in, like, in, like dark... Wooded parks. No, I'm not talking about like five your, in the morning. I'm saying your neighborhood. <laughs> oh, my neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Use your neighborhood. You can totally pull off a couple miles in this neighborhood. Oh yeah, what I do. So if I if I do the entire circumference around the neighborhood, it's like one and a half. Uh-huh. But what I do is I do that, and then I just zigzag all the inroads up and down, up and down, up and down, up and yep. down, up and down. It is boring. It's terrible. I hate it. <laughs> oh. I'd rather run on the streets. Because <laughs> um, there's so many nice park runs. Alright, I'm going to play some. So the music I picked is from new games that I've heard about that I'm interested in playing. I've done this before. I'm going to do it again. Mm. Or games that... So the first one is uh, Sea of Stars. Um, it, oh, that's it, a big one, actually. It's a big one that's come out. It is uh, like a, kind of a Chrono Trigger um, homage. We've got music by Yasunori Mitsuda is in it. Um, who is kind of backing up the main uh, composer, Eric W. Brown. We're going to listen to music called Encounter Elite from the game Sea of Stars.
Buko comes through, but hopefully if it doesn't, <laughs> I'll take my sweet time playing it. Yeah, no, I'm really interested in this one. We're listening to um, Encounter Elite from the new game coming out soon, Sea of Stars. This is by Eric W. Brown. Uh, there are bonus tracks or additional tracks on the soundtrack from Yasunori Mitsuda to get that extra star power. For It is very, like, it's got that isometric view, which is very nostalgic for me, mm-hmm. but it's got a 16-bit kind of... It's the, the 16-bit look without being, like, fully faithful to being a 16-bit game. It's really, really gorgeous pixel art. They got a lot writing on it, too. This is a really successful Kickstarter a little ways back, and I didn't Kickstart it because this is one of those cases where I was like, oh, it clearly made the line. So I don't need to invest in it. I'll just wait till it comes out and get yeah, it. Yeah, it's in It's in there, right? It's, it's really, really awesome sounding. And it looks so much fun. It's definitely a day one for me. I'm buying it for sure. Like I I feel like I want to give it a chance because it's tapping all the right nostalgia notes yeah. for me, like what games are inspiring it. So I'm like, you know, I'm willing to just give it a go. I'm going to buy it. And if it's good, that's great. And if it's not, oh, well, I lost a little bit of money. It's not going to kill me. Um, but I want more stuff like this, especially because when you talk about um, retro RPGs, it's amazing how often Chrono Trigger will come up as like being one of the definitive best. Oh, yeah. Yet, there have been so few attempts at recreating what that game did, and dang near all of them failed at doing it. <laughs> like, no one's gotten it. Yeah, it is it is really like Chrono Trigger really is like a... Lightning uh, in a bottle. Yes, lightning in a bottle. Like, when we, when Christy and I would play games together, and she'd be like, "Wow, what can we play another game like this?" I'm like, "No, you can't. <laughs> There's the only one." Yeah. Like Final Fantasy X, we love so much. Like that's that's the only one. Like they don't make other games like this. And it kind of kills you in a way, doesn't it? Like for all the games that come out every month, and all the different developers, and all the games that are like inspired by this, or it's a such and such like, or whatever. Yeah. That yeah. there are still games from that long ago. That no one's actually even so much as if I don't even want to say attempt to replicate because mm. sometimes that's not the case, but they've no one successfully done it. Right. Or there's so few iterations of it. There's, I mean, I mean, really, like some of the greatest games that were eight bit and sixteen bit, no one's ever tried again. Like um, Biker Mice from Mars, the game, um, Uniracers, never seen another Uniracers like that. Two times that's come so, out in two days. Souls like. There's um, there's roguelike. Where's Uno? But there's no. Where's my Uniracers like? Uniracer like. Uniracers like. Or snake rattle roll. There's no snake rattle and roll. What Mario Party? That's it. That's all people want. No snake rattle. Oh, really? In my defense, I'd... where's my snake rattle and roll like? Rolls like. <laughs> <laughs> I, that, a, I that was a rare game too. Believe it or not. <laughs> yes, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good soundtrack. Yes, uh, really good soundtrack. It, but I would said Uniracers came up twice already. Well, it came up two times in two days. So the friend that was visiting me told me he has an unopened copy of Uniracers. That's amazing. And he's holding it specifically because he wants his children to be able to open it up. He'd be like, this is what we had as kids. This is what we looked forward to when we bought a game. We took it home. Oh, wow. So we unwrapped the plastic. And he's like, I wonder if it's going to have the same new game smell in it. I'm like, actually, it could. It could. It's, it's vacuum sealed. So it could still have that. <laughs> Um, but it's just it's interesting in that sense where it's like it was a combination of like I just want to kind of give a middle finger to the kind of keep it sealed groups out there, but also I want my kids to be able to be like this is what dad used to experience when he was a child. Yeah. Just like how I still have unopened packs of garbage pail kids from 1985 just sitting around like one day I'm like hey you want to open this pack of cards this is what I used to look forward to. That's awesome. You know. So I feel like yeah cards are the one thing games media media always changes you know I, the the smell for me it's the smell of. The plastic wrapped CD cases. Mm-hmm. Oh, and oh, tapes. For some reason, cassette 
cassette tapes have a really distinctive smell to it. You know, you can't replicate that. I don't know if it's the chemical in it or something. Hmm. Uh, by opening those up and the way it sounded and the way it smelled, you can't recreate that anywhere else. So imagine you came across a friend who had an unopened cassette tape that you yeah. really liked the, the artist of, and you're like, okay. I will die from nostalgia. But like, <laughs> but like it doesn't mean anything anymore, right? Like uh, the mu- music, the way people consume music and, and consume music, the way people listen to music and find music is so different than what it was over t- 30 years ago. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But, that's, but therein lies the rub, right? It's like you can acknowledge that times have changed. While at the same time being like, here's a bit of what it used to be yeah. like. I like guess, just I like you see those old like, houses. I don't want it to go back. Oh no, God no! But it's yeah. like it's like it's like going to Philadelphia and going to those old like old time houses they kind of kept intact. Yeah. And downtown Philadelphia is like you walk into like the bathroom and see how their sinks has a freaking pump on it, <laughs> yeah. and you're like. They used to have to pump water to wash their hands, and they used to wash their hands not in like actual soap, but like some corner like lard. Okay, okay, sit in the but, sun. T- okay, I just gotta say, if there was a person from the colonial area, right? Colonial, colonial era. Yeah, from that era. Um, um, uh, thrown into the present. Thrown into the present. They're not gonna have nostalgia for that kind of bathroom. They're like, man, if I saw a bathroom these days with that pump, and if I if I if I got sick, if I got that sick again. I'd feel so nostalgic. <laughs> oh no, but you would be that kind of person be like, hey, this is what it was kind of like when we were growing up. You know, if we got if we got bit by a snake, they'd cut our arm off. Now yeah. you can just get a shot. Daddy, where's your finger? Well, let me tell you about that finger. Um, I went to pet a squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> it was in the backyard, didn't move, because back then squirrels weren't scared. They were brazen. I went to pet a squirrel. That's like that's on the my family coat of arms. <laughs> squirrel pet. It's a, it's a it's a guy with a musket in one hand and like no arm on the other. It just says <laughs> Nichols family went to pet a squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> there it goes. Bye-bye, arm. All right, what's your next track? All right, so my next track is like I jokingly said I should have picked this first because we were talking about Mega Man jokes. Um, <laughs> this came from the game Mega Man 11, and this is the theme for the Torchman stage. And it's composed by Marika Suzuki. Welcome back. You're listening to the Torchman theme from the game Mega Man 11, composed by Marika Suzuki, a.k.a. The Return of Mega Man, and I wish they'd come up with a Mega Man 12 now because I want more of this 
delicious goodness. The OST for Mega Man 11 is a little bit on the divisive side. There are definitely tracks that I feel are like, this doesn't sound very Mega Man. And there are definitely tracks where I go, this is totally Mega Man. Or this at least is, modern Mega Man. This is a Mega Man. This, this is definitely It Mega sounds Man. like Mega Man. It just has that like overproduced, like heavy synth sound. You know? Oh, yeah. I say overproduced, but it sounds it sounds like really big, like fat, like dance music sound. But it still it still sounds like I'll say this. It sounds like a remix of a Mega Man song. Yes, and that's why I specifically said modern Mega Man, because Mega Man is one of those rare franchises where as they start trying to release sequels after a certain point, it's like, well, people want Mega Man like it was in the eighties. So rather than you know update Mega Man, we're going to produce these old Mega Man games. So me- oh sorry, old Mega Man games and a new product, mm. which is fine. But this was their first attempt, in my opinion, since like Mega Man Eight, where they said we're going to make an actual modern Mega Man game and see what we do with it. Um, this level, the Torchman level, is probably one of my favorites in the game, mm-hmm. despite also being by far the most frustrating level in the game. It takes place in a forest like a campfire site, a campsite but the level is on fire and the fire is igniting the woods and it's chasing you through the stage it's probably the only Mega Man stage I can think of that is a chase level oh. I can't think of another chase level in the Mega Man game I'm ch- <sighs> I can think of auto scrolling levels like you're on a surfboard or whatever but there's, no no chase levels there's a boss that chases you oh I think there is one like that but like very briefly it's not like a but not the whole level. Not the whole level, though. Yeah. So like, and th- and this and it makes it very tense because you're like sliding and jumping and trying to blow stuff up before the fire catches <laughs> up with you. And metaphorically, ah, Flashman. No, but that's the, those aren't chase levels. Those are more so levels where as you're moving, you're thinking about Quickman, right? Quickman uh, with no, the beams. Beep beep. Yeah, Quickman. That's Quickman. That's Quickman. I thought that's, it was Flashman. Now Flashman is the ice cave where like there's like the giant mechs that jump. Um, and the beep, little circle guy. No beams. No <laughs> beams. But you do use the flash stopper to stop the quick beams. That's probably what I'm thinking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. But like, yeah, but those aren't so oh, much chase levels about, as like. Because I need the flash stopper. Okay, yeah. wow. That was like in my brain somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's like for me, I feel like that doesn't count as a chase level per se, though, because it's more so you're on the screen and there's like things trying to collide with you. It has a similar sense of tension that it builds. Don't sure. get me wrong. Yeah. But it's not you're not being chased so much as you just have to get down before the things collide and smash you. Um, someone might go semantics per nail, and I go, I accept that. But, but, I, I, but I and I accept that you're right. <laughs> no, um, no. But like, but, I understand what you mean by like a chase level where like so, like uh, like in Mario where like it's kind of closing in on you. Yeah, yeah, like keep moving, keep moving, or else it's going to grab you. Um, but like by that same token, you could probably there's probably areas in this quick man level that I'm not remembering where if you stand in the right spot, all the beams for that screen will have gone by, and you can just chill there and wait if you want. Mm. Um, but the reason why I chose this stage is because there's been a lot of stuff going on. Also, aside from the health stuff, where it feels like almost like time is moving forward, but it's also closing in on you. If that makes sense, like. Think of your life as being on a film reel and someone lit the film reel on fire behind you. So now you're running (laughs) to do things you need to get done. But you also feel like time is catching up behind you. And if you don't get things done in the right time, you'll get enveloped by the flames of the past. And that is it. Hmm. Um, It's a weird vibe, but like I'm dealing with like stuff in my family, like family members getting sick with like cancer Hmm. and dealing with that. And of course, the ramifications that come from that across the freaking board. Thanks, America Healthcare System. Um, there's also elements of like just general bills that crop up, right? Where you're like, wow, I got to deal with paying for all this stuff. And then you start to question, well, 
if I had just done this differently, I'd have X more dollars by this point, which means now i got to figure out how to get that money in a shorter period in time, which is where, like, again, it feels like time is sandwiching you down. Yeah, yeah. It's a weird vibe. Um, you keep pressing forward, and you keep doing what you need to do. You're sliding, you're blasting, you're jumping, and you're trying to make decisions on the fly to make it so that you buy yourself yeah. a little bit of time further ahead mm. to get things done, which is pretty much what I've been doing. And I feel like I've been doing a decent job of it. But it doesn't stop the tension from building. We're like, I have to keep coming up with solutions. I got to find a way out of this predicament. And also, you also have like the life goals you want to meet for your own self, too. And that becomes a break. It's like, okay, now I also got to pull that off while also juggling this and letting people know this is what I'm dealing with. But I'm still me. I'm still the guy that could be funny. And he knows how to find a really good Indian restaurant. You know, it's like, it's weird stuff like that. And unfortunately, this music isn't playing throughout the entirety of that experience <laughs> because I feel like it would add to the ex- it would add to it quite well, a bit. I mean, you do have your headphones on a lot of times, and you're listening to music. And that is true. Yeah. I have been bopping to this track a lot recently too. Mm. It's a good highway driving track, man. I, yeah, I've been thinking a lot about that, especially now that I'm like, oh wow, I'm doing something people normally do in their 20s and 30s. Mm-hmm. In my 40s. <laughs> what a wonderful idea. <laughs> but like, yeah, like, uh, and it's just having to pay more attention to your health um, now. It's, it's a product of aging and, and also realizing things, that you, not just that you, things you could do when you were younger and get away with it. Why don't you eat 16 slices of pizza? Is the thing is that you, things you were doing in younger, you weren't, you weren't getting away with it. You were just, you were just pushing it up. down the line. It was just building up and building up. Mm. Um, and, and realizing that, and then just changing those habits—it's it's a it's a big part of it. I mean, I'm saying that, you know, I've been pretty healthy my whole life, but I've I've had a healthy lifestyle. Yeah, you 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 became aware of the yeah. need to change it earlier than some. Does it suck to like you know, quit alcohol and I haven't quit caffeine completely, but mm-hmm. like sugar and things like that. Yeah, it sucks, but you know, you, 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 it doesn't mean. There aren't other things to enjoy. And I will and say And there's it, so much to look forward to still. Yes. That even though you're being chased, like there's still so much interesting and, and new things to do and people to meet. That uh, health power up. Beating and, that boss and getting a new power yeah, gear weapon. Yeah, exactly. Like, like it doesn't... I, I, I think about what's chasing me a lot less because mm-hmm. I'm so focused on the now. Yes. I think a, a, lot of, a lot of pain people experience is the feeling, this feeling of... All of these things in the past that they'll never get to see again, or all of these things in the pa- problems in the past that they've experienced that are chasing them down the line, and you got to stop thinking so much about that past and just focus on what's truly existing right now. And what can you do then? And what can you do right present. now? Yeah, yeah, because because what you do now is going to affect the future, but you can't change that either. You got to affect what's not. Because I might set myself up for, you know. Um, for all sorts of fun stuff in the next month, and then like who knows what's going to happen? You know, I'll be in the hospital for this, or, or uh, maybe uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll get hit with the bill for something I didn't expect. Mm-hmm. Maybe lightning will strike my building. But rather than yeah. wait for those things to happen, just plan for what you can now, and then dance around as you need. Yeah, to. and you can't plan for everything. You that can't plan correct. for everything. I've learned that. Oh yeah, but I will say there's something nice about being able to say, despite not having a ton of income coming, you can be like, you know. I am a little frugal. I'll buy this video game here, this overpriced kickstarted board <laughs> game there, which, by the way, you'll have to play oh, with me in a month oh, okay, I, or a week when it shows up. Absolutely. Um, so, Christy, let me, because Christy's been buying games <laughs> online. 
<laughs> and she's like, Rob, now that we haven't been playing as many board games, it's all I want to do. And I've been just wanting to buy more. Now that I can't play, I want to buy more games than I've ever, even when we when we, when we we were playing games. I'm making the face because it's like, it, you it's, understand. Yeah, I, I get it because when we wanted to play games, we would just play the same few and get like, oh, can we do it better? Can we do it better? Can we get really good at it? Play the same one over and over. That's how we do things. And then, Bench, now you're developing and a shelf of like, opportunity. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, the shelf behind me is filling up. Yeah, it's uh, wild, man. It's, like, it's filling up mainly because the, the games that were upstairs, that chest is now full of kids toys <laughs> That's what that so now there. our toys are all down here <laughs> yes like because i've always i've had to explain it to people in the past too they'll say things like but you have so many board games pernell why are you getting more and the answer becomes that there's this sense of a desire to experience new things you see the new thing is in existence you don't know how long said thing might even be available. Though that's not always the case on that last part. But sometimes you don't know how long it'll be available for, especially when it's like a Kickstarter exclusive or whatever. So you end up buying it under the pretense that you're going to play it. You're going to experience it. And you have high expectations that you're going to like the thing, which is fine until you end up with so many games that your friend group has to develop an accumulator's anonymous friend circle specifically <laughs> to play through your backlog yeah. of stuff. Like, oh, what killed me was when we were with Tom and you guys were talking about like finding that guy online that was like set like practically giving away their game collection. Yes. And you guys were like egging each other on like, like your shelves are full. Your houses <laughs> are full. More yeah. games than you can play in like a lifetime. And you're like, well, it's only two bucks now. I could probably get five more. I'm like, no. Yeah, and I ended up doing that, which <laughs> makes me sad. But then I was like, you know, this is what I'm going to stop. And I was like, I'm done. I'm done. And then I played a game that plays like Glory to Rome. And I was like, I got to find the Kickstarted version of it. It has metal boats. And I found a guy who offered to sell it to me for a price I didn't want to pay. And I was like, well, I'm not paying that much. What a ripoff. So I contacted yeah. the guy who sells the game directly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He prints it. And I said, how much would it cost? Can, you, can I just buy metal boats from you? And he wrote me back two days later with an actual price for if you were to remanufacture those boats and said, is that something you would want? I did the math and said, crap, the guy selling it to me on eBay is selling it for pretty close to the price with the game plus the metal boats as he manufactures them. Right. I mean, it'll just buy it off of him. Event, yeah. So I just ate the bit, the bullet. It's like, this is the last game. See, I'm looking at my shelf here, and there's so many games I would just probably get rid of. Like, okay, I've got two things of Machi Koro. One's got to go. It's Wait, you have two Machi Koro? Yeah. I oh, I see them now. I see them now. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's different, though. Those are the easy finds. Uh, Netrunner, I'm never playing. Netrunners can go. So you would get rid of that instead of telling yourself, I could play that. I pl I've played it a handful of times with Roshan, mm -hmm. who they promptly destroyed me. I've never played it. They were 14 years old. If you want it, you can have it. No, I'm saying you have opportunities to play it. I've never played it. I don't want to play it. <laughs> He's like, I'm done with it. I don't want to play it. Like, uh, I was looking at something else. What was it? It was uh, I'm going across. Dominion? I'll keep it Dominion. Both versions? Yeah, absolutely. Because you got to have a little variety. It's, yeah. Yeah. I guess that. Oh, no. Taboo. All right. Me and Chris were talking about Taboo yesterday. Because I own that, too. We love Taboo. That's a Taboo from like 1985. And so half of the quest, we, we can't play that with our nephews and nieces who are younger than 30. Okay, oh, they don't get the words. Or even younger than 40 because they don't get any of the stuff in there. <laughs> like Miguel Gorbachev. Which is funny. That's the version I've got, too. Um, yeah. So I wouldn't mind a, a fresher version of Taboo. Uh, but yeah, but some stuff I'm just I'm just gonna like Libertalia. Don't play that. I have that too, but I have a better version. Ascension. Of it, so we could play probably mine. go. 
Um, there's just some stuff I I can clear. I could I could clear out space, and I'll put it online, and then you'll be like, "Wait, no, give it to me." <laughs> no, I won't go that far, but I will say it does <laughs> blow my mind that you're just like, "I'm getting rid of that." I would that. get rid of that. Yeah, because my case, I'll be like, "Okay, I just played it. What do you think, Pernell? Well, I think it's pretty fun." And in order to convince myself that something can actively go oh, headbands, why do I have headbands? I don't even know why I have headbands. Well, I've heard fun things about headbands. But like I can't I gotta convince myself something needs to go because I can find fun in almost everything. So it ends up becoming a game of okay, if yeah. I have this game and it's this theme and it plays like this, how many other games do I have that contain those same mechanics and is this game at the bottom of the total pole for that? But what if I want to play the game where the guys and monsters like spaceship? Right. I want to play that version. You know, I get that. And that's why I'm keeping things like Scythe. Like I'm never I don't know when I'm gonna play that again, but I played it a few times. It was okay. It's just it's just so big. Um, okay, headbands. I also don't want to play because we went on a family vacation mm-hmm. with Christie's sister's family, and they brought some like family friends with them. That gave everybody lice. <laughs> headbands gave them lice? One kid has lice. Everyone's putting the headbands on, oh. swapping them around, putting the cards on, this and that. And like, hey, Uncle Rob, you want to play? Me and Chris are like, we're going to go for it. You know what you need to do? Everybody just, got lice. Just, just next time you play the game, <laughs> just put some 3M on us on the on something. It's like slap the 3M on your head and call it a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, we should put Post-it notes on your face. There you go. That's what that game should be. Because, um, <laughs> yeah. Actually, they make a, a, a phone version of that. You just put the phone up to your head. I have played that, yeah, and yeah. I like it. You just tip it up. A lot easier, a lot safer. A lot safer. A lot cleaner. Your own germs in your own head. <laughs> wow, we got off on a big tangent here. Um, Torchman will do that to you. Torchman, Torchman gets you. Uh, my next track is from a game called Proto Corgi. Have you heard of this one? No, but I like the name. It is a bullet hell cute em up with a little corgi. Um, so we're going to listen to that one. This is Leviathan 1 by Francisco Cerda.
That was so good. We are back. That was Leviathan 1 from the game Proto Corgi by Francisco Cerda. That was some fantastic music. It just um, sold a copy of the game. <laughs> I know. I'm thinking for the next few episodes that we do, I'm only going to be picking like um, new music. Uh-oh. New music, new composers. I'm scared. My my wallet can't handle it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to make Pernell's spend money. Hey, look, Pernell, you want to buy that new game? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. But there's just so many new composers and so many awesome new games coming out that like I just haven't been paying a lot of attention to. Um, you know, starting this podcast, I was mostly interested in retro stuff, and I still am. Um, but th- there's so many new games and new music that that's being produced that's so cool. Oh, yeah. Like because there's so much now, so much can fly under the radar, and that's that's been my motif for a while here. The challenge is that I have the added negative benefit where or component where I feel like I have to play it too if I can. So it's like, yeah, I gotta play it, gotta play it, but there's only so much time in your life. But I keep freaking trying, and the Steam Deck now just makes that so much tougher to do too, or easier to do because. Now that I can play Steam on the go without worrying about a PC that constantly wants to break on me, mm. well, guess what? Now I have, a, I have an abundant <laughs> library right, of yeah. games I'm playing on the go. Uh, Proto Corgi is a horizontal shoot 'em up in the classic style of, say, uh, Gradius or um, Darius mm-hmm. or Darius, I think they call it. Um, or It'd D- always be Darius to T-Force. Um, it is, it is um, yeah, it looks adorable. You play as a Corgi flying through space. Uh, you know, with le- weapons and lasers and missiles. Um, the, the to me the art style it's the, it's the pixel art style of oh, what's that one pixel artist who did like like he used to do all those crazy animations. Are you with about zombies. Paul Roberson? Yeah, yeah, it looks a lot like that. Like some of the enemies look a lot like that. But like I mean, you're otherwise like he's these little paws are kind of hanging in the air. It looks really really cute, and that music is freaking crazy. Like good. I said, it sold the game. It's really really good. Um. I forgot what I was going to say. It, it is perfect this, for a shmup, too. That's yeah. the other thing that's worth noting. That's music for a shmup right there. It is. It really is. Um, music from uh, Otomadius. If you ever, if you played a lot of that on the show, but like it's like you want that kind of fun, but still really like well-produced you know, kind of music. Or it's, it's like kind a of driving like, beat. Yeah, it's got a driving beat. It's kind of like orchestral in a way with like a big, Big sound, but but still fun. It mm-hmm. has that fun melody to it, and that's that's just got all of it going. If you on. can't picture yourself like jumping that. in the air and blasting <laughs> off into space to that track, then it's yeah. not the track for you. Friend. And this is not like I mean, this this is not. It's a, it's a, I call it a cute em up, and that's that's kind of the old school style for things like twin. Now it's a bark em up, twin B and Parodius. It's a bark em up. It's a bark em up. But yeah, it's all cutie little stuff, you know. And that's what that's what. But in that style of that arcade, hard, hard, difficult arcade. Style. Which now I mean. we gotta get Chell on the show because we had a dog bar to it. We have a dog bark him up. Oh, that's we right. Have, we have a, a meow him up. <laughs> a meow him up. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll, I'll pick all dog games when she comes on the show. <laughs> there it is. Um, Shell is coming on our show in the next few weeks, which we're really excited about. She will be promoting her new game, Whisker Squadron. Whisker Squadron, which um, I think we talked about the last time she was on. Yeah. Yeah. That was. I want to say that was the original reason for coming on was they were talking about the release that it was getting kickstarted at the time. Yeah. Yeah. A while back. Yeah. And there was a demo and it looked cool and she was like, "Hey, check this out." And I was like, "Dang, no, no, no." Um, it was her game, Kine. Not nah, Kine was before Whisker. Yes. When she first came on. Yes. Yes. And I was like, "Awesome, we got a composer on the show." Oh. <laughs> 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 uh, and she likes to chat, which is what we like. Um, the last person we had, the uh, last few people we've had on the show have been fantastic guests. So we'll have some more in the future. 
as things open up in our world. It's easier to, once it becomes easier to schedule. That's the challenging yeah, part. For yes, I that, think that is a challenge. Okay, um, Pranav, what's your next pick? Okay, so this track is interesting, and in why I chose it, but I think it's appropriate for the for the season here. Um, this is the Mission Two theme from the original Double Dragon game on the NES, not the arcade, composed by Kazunaka Yamane. This, except for this part, except for this part right here, you know this. This sounds like a James Brown song. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's this part because this this next part sounds like a horn section. Here he comes. Come now! Oh yeah! Yeah, funky! Oh yeah! No! He's dancing this part. This whole section right here. I mean, yeah. This is James Brown. This is James Brown and Double Dragon. Anyway, that's I had to. I had to. It's good. For, I got. I will say here. You say that it is good for a for a foot boogie or foot scoop. Yeah, dance. yeah. I mean, I, I think that's what they were going for. Was like that kind of like Americana, American like kind of boogie woogie kind of style. Oh yeah, good for putting your fist in punk faces. This ain't no molly. James Brown. So, Jay's Brown, unfortunately, did not compose Mission 2 from Double Dragon Yeah, who was it? <laughs> it was, in fact, Kazunaka Yamane. Maybe with a little bit of inspiration from Jay's Brown. We will never know because they're taking that to the grave. I'm pretty sure of that. Um, so, I love Double Dragon, though I, will, I am probably one of the few people that will genuinely admit or acknowledge that Double Dragon 2, 3, and 4, while fun... I see my phrase Double Dragon two and four. Mm. Their battle mechanics need to, I do not like. Them. Don't I'll, like I'll, them then. Don't like them now. I probably of all the NES games of Double Dragon, I probably play the second one more than any of them. Oh, most of us because yeah, yeah. that was like that was, that was the first co-op yeah. one. And good. it came out around the same time as River City Ransom. So it was like they were butting heads like, where's the best co-op beat up on the NES? And as kids were like, why not both? That's right. <laughs> I got River City Ransom. My brother got Double Dragon 2. And together we played through both of them many, many times. Um, so the interesting reason why I picked this track is a multi-layered one in a sense. But it all comes back to the same point, which is that. So in light of everything that's been happening in my life and everything that's been going on, just in general, just the world as a whole. I have been kind of like fighting this tether back and forth between socializing with people because it's healthy and living in a box because it's comfortable, away from everybody and everything. So what ends up happening is, like, you don't do anything. You go to work, you go home, and you give yourself activities to keep yourself busy. And you generally just don't talk 
to people unless they reach out to you directly and it ends up giving you things to do. For example, I was talking to you about earlier about the accumulators anonymous. Since yeah. that was a thing that was already established, I couldn't healthily say, no, I'm not doing this anymore. So if someone's like, you still doing accumulators? I'm like, yeah, I'm in because it's, it's almost like an ongoing commitment. I do it. The like board game Mondays, someone will say, are you doing that? And I'll be like, I guess so. But it's easier for me to say, nah, if no one brings it up, I just ignore it and just don't go. Mm. Like, I have been really good at just avoiding social contact, but I have things that get me out. Like, you'll be like, hey, we're doing, you know, just come and sit down. I'm like, sure. Yeah. And I'll do that. And it always is a feeling like a nice thing to do when you're in the moment. But your brain wants to tell you, no, you don't want to deal with people. It's hard to deal with people for whatever reasons that your brain will tell you that you don't want to do it for. So the reason why I picked this track is this is a good example of some of the benefits I can get out of socializing. As in, you know that, remember the La Mulana chat group we had years ago, back in like 2020 when COVID was a thing? You mean the one that's still going? Exactly. That I have on mute? <laughs> yeah, you have it on mute. <laughs> I have it on mute because like, you guys will take, talk, talk about a game and I'm like, it's, it's 11 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> that had, something came up with that recently, actually. Um... It's basically Cameron Worma and uh, Kung Fu Carlito were in there. And every once in a while, one of them will just post about a game they're playing or a convention they went to yeah. or a burger they ate. It could be anything. And I end up looking. I'm like, they're, like, they're having an interesting conversation. And I find myself being like, I have something to say about that. Yeah. And I decide I just want to talk. And recently, I don't remember why, maybe because it came, the Double Dragon Guide In, which just came out recently, mm. came up. And we started talking about the original Double Dragon. And despite the fact that this game came out in America in like 87 or so, Cameron didn't know, not, actually neither of them knew, about the way to cheat the system in this game to get maximum hearts early on, oh. which is a thing that changed the game as a kid and made it actually beatable. Because the game was hard. Hard. But a large part of what made the game tick was that you collected hearts through, like, it's not, it was almost like an experience point system. Yeah, it was like an early, like, kind of level-up system in a, in a game that wasn't an RPG. Exactly. Yeah. And as you leveled up, you got access to new moves. You could actually have more diversity in your combat strategies. So I, was, I just casually mentioned the cheat to get all your hearts early in the game. And Cameron was like, what are you talking about? I was like, you're not telling me that you've never known about this cheat. It was a big deal back in the 80s. Yeah. Like, it was a Nintendo Power Playground talk. Everyone talked about the heart cheat. And I mentioned and explained it to him. There was a video. They were, He was shocked. And Cameron, and Carlito was like, I never heard of this. He was like, what is this chat room <laughs> where no one's heard of the heart cheat? Like... It was an amazing thing. I was like, I feel good being able to share this old classic cheat with people yeah, it's in like 2023. Everyone, everyone come around. An old man's talking. That's right. An old man's talking. <laughs> Every time about the time I beat up a, a phantom character next to some girders in Mission 2 <laughs> to get my hearts maxed out. Did him over and over again. And then I put the turtle shell up against the block <laughs> and I jumped. And then it would jump again on its own. <laughs> and I would go get a sandwich and come back and have 99 lives. But the game couldn't count beyond 99, so it use crowns and mushrooms to indicate the lives I had. <laughs> it was a weird thing. I, I, cause like I loved that era of gaming, and yeah. that you want to talk about an era that will never come back. But I would like to come back. That is it. A kind of secret. The discovery. secrets. Games yeah. having literal secrets 
that people either found on their own by accident and then shared them, yeah. and it was like a slow drip feed. It wasn't just like you could just get a random Kotaku article that says, now crazy like, thing found if, by guy. If you want to experience that, you have to pretty much shut off your internet access. Yep. <laughs> that was me playing Tunic, and that's me playing Vampire Survivors, where it's like, how can be there be so many hidden things in these games? Like, so many hidden things that seem like they wouldn't be there. And they're just, they're just everywhere. And they're there. And it's, yeah, I'm like, wow, someone just put it there. But the wild thing cool. is that that concept, that idea of game design is not even common anymore. Like, Oh, yeah. It exists, yeah, and Vampire Survivors is a good example of that, but a lot of time it becomes just a DLC element now. You like, know, you can just buy it. So, um, uh, I've been listening to um, Retro... Um, oh my god! I love how it's like it's retro something. Like it had had the word retro in it. I have retro knots. I've been listening to Retro Knots the podcast, and they've been covering Mortal Kombat two and three. Uh-huh. Mortal Kombat is a game where they were like, we're gonna throw in secrets that no one else knows. People working on the game don't even know about it. There were some weird ones in that they too, like kicking a guy into a specific pillar. Yeah, like um, um, having to hold down low kick for like five rounds to do something, having to win fifty matches in a row to get Noob Cybot. Um, Noob Saibot is, of course, Ed Boon and Tobias. I forget the other programmer's name. The, Tobias didn't even know that was in the game. He it's, didn't know it was in the game. He didn't even know it was in the game. All this stuff that you had to be like an arcade operator just to even see the menu. They put stuff in the arcade operator menu as a clue just to, to know what was in it. But but these are but these are like... This is, this is again, this is a world that never exists again. These are tricks and, and, and hidden things that no one knew about. They would just hope that someone would find mm-hmm. years down the road... And then it would get released out to the public. And every once in yeah. a while, you'll see an article come out where they'll say, 20 years later, yeah. someone just discovered a secret that nobody found. Yeah, I think now in the world of speedrunning and the world of people, of like ROM hacking, people will eventually find everything. Mm-hmm. will break the game to find whatever they can. Like now, Pokemon will get announced, and someone will take the ROM and like say, we found yeah. code for a Pokemon that's not going to get released for two years. Yeah, we data mined the new Street Fighter Six to find you know what this character used to be called or something like that. Yeah, they'll do that kind of stuff. Data mining, they call it. They control F, <laughs> <laughs> search, search it. Okay, um, you know, let's go. T- let's do that last track. Okay. Yeah, that last one you picked out. So we're not doing a traditional bonus round in the sense that we typically do. Yeah, I wasn't expecting to do like a normal traditional episode today, but just oh, kind of sure. it. We it's, we turned the hit the record button and it turns into it. Oh yeah, <laughs> so we're, we're, we're natural goobers on the, on the microphone, and yeah. that's a good thing. Um. So we're not going to have like more tracks after this ep- after this part for the episode, but we have one that we want to play because it actually got sent to us by a listener. Oh, well, no, you know if he was a listener per se, but he found our show and he wanted to share a track that he composed for a video game recently. And it's a game that I hadn't heard of until they brought it to my attention, which is kind of nice to see. I was like, oh, cool. I like to hear about new people's stuff and what they're working on. So I thought it'd be pretty cool to play it on this episode as we've been on this little hiatus. Like, now we're back doing stuff, and it'd be nice to share this content. And there's a reason behind it, too. Like, everything has a purpose with this list. Mm-hmm. Um, so the track title is just called The Shadow Era Main Theme, and it's from the game, also called Shadow Era, and it's composed by Francesco Pirone. Thank you. 
Welcome back. Mm. You were listening to the Shadow Era main theme, also from the game Shadow Era, um, composed by Francesco Perone. So this is a game that I have not had experience with, though I have looked into it, and it's a game I wouldn't mind considering messing with at some point when I make some time, because it, it is a card game, like a battle card game, which I do like. It's a collectible card game, which I usually don't like, but... It's worth trying just to get a vibe for what the music that this game is so the game that this music is associated with, you know. Um, so, and I do like this track, which is also a large part of why I wanted to feature it on the show because why not? Um, but the in universe theme reason for this track being on the show hmm. is because of the fact that, quite frankly, kind of tying off of the last track I chose. It's nice that we've been in a situation where we haven't been able to, we weren't able to produce like we were in the past. And yet, despite that, people still, one, remember that we exist. I know it sounds weird <laughs> to say that. No, because people, you don't produce on the internet for a time, like you've stopped to exist, right? <laughs> yeah, you just yeah. see, he's like, where is this guy? Where do they go? It's kind of scary in a way. Time to move on to the next big yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, but people acknowledge that we still exist. Like there was an article where we got mentioned recently regarding like VGM and like, like the idea of like keeping it like dialogue about it per mm, se. Yeah, We're not yeah. composing it, but like dialogue about it. And uh, people still communicate in the Discord, and we get messages like this, where it's like, "Hi, I came across your show, and this is what I do, and I hope you give it a chance to listen to it." And it feels good that it's almost like saying, despite the ever-moving ebb and flow of the mm. internet universe, right? Through the time we've spent doing this show, we've carved ourselves a small space in it, mm. like. As long as I could almost perceive it as so long as VGM podcasting is a thing, right? Our show will exist in the zetgeist of that VGM podcast sphere, which means there's always opportunities for people to find the show and appreciate the show, whether it's recent or old. And in turn, also means there's more time for people to talk about what mm -hmm. they heard on the show, music they learned about from the show, and also just us talking to people in things like the Discord or coming across them at a con. Yeah. Or whatever. It's yeah. a nice... I hope that people continue to enjoy it for as long as we continue to, to do it. Yeah. You know, and if our show turns into um, a role-playing game uh, audio podcast where we listen to us play Dungeons and Dragons or you and, I, you and I finally getting really, really into um, mixed martial arts and talking about our favorite uh, mixed martial arts fighters. Well, I do love punching. Yeah, you know. I mean, this is, I mean, honestly, that's, I'm just making fun of like what, this is what other podcasts are about. <laughs> um, I would love for this style of show to become a little bit more popular, a little bit more out there in the mainstream. But unfortunately, sad we, don't, we, we don't have a lot of big named um, actors and comedians do these shows. But think about it, it makes you kind of wonder, like, what would it truly take? I mean, I say that because video games as a whole, are extremely popular. They make boatloads of money. We need someone with connections to go reach out there and be like, hey, like um, Ben Schwartz has done the Game Grumps multiple times. Mm -hmm. My favorite episodes. He's very, very funny and he's very insightful. That's the guy that voices Sonic, right? Yeah. And um, also uh, John Ralphio from Parks and Recreation. Um, hilarious guy. Um, also, I just saw him on um, uh, uh, 
some a show on Apple TV where someone dies. It's hilarious. <laughs> so <laughs> someone dies. What? <laughs> that narrows, the... narrows down the scope a little bit. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, but he's on Game Grumps, and I know the guys from Game Grumps were on the Legacy Music Hour, mm-hmm. and and um, Brent from Legacy Music Hour did an episode of Game Grumps. So, like, there's a connection there. Like, those guys might know each other tangentially. Eventually, Ben Schwartz might do Legacy Music Hour. And that'll be interesting. But I know they record once a month. <laughs> so I don't know where that's going to be. So like there's going to be, someone's going to know somebody's going to know somebody's going to know somebody. It's going to happen. What we need to have happen it's is Jamie happen. Lee Curtis needs to go to a convention to talk about One Piece on the microphone. And then someone goes, hey, that guy Purnell from Rhythm and Pixels really likes One Piece. She'll go, what? And they'll go, you know, maybe I should look this show up, this Rhythm and Pixels. And one next thing you know, episode featuring Jamie Lee Curtis about anime video games. Like, <laughs> that would be a trip. Um, yeah, I mean, she did episodes of Game Grumps as well with with her son. Wait, are you you're joking? No, no, they did. They played Mario Party for like three hours. Really? Yeah, I never knew that. They, they had Weird Al on their show. Like, like games are. How do the Game Grumps get all these people? They're just, they're just like they're that level of famous, yes. I guess. Yeah, they're 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 pretty. They're out there. They're, they've been doing it long enough too. So that's true. Um, but yeah, so as we close the end of the show, or get to the end of the show, I wanted to give some shout outs to other podcasters that I've been enjoying. Mm-hmm. that maybe I haven't had time to listen to and now I'm listening to at least parts of their show again. Um, so Mike and Justin at XVGM Radio, mm-hmm. um, you're doing amazing work. If you want to listen to a podcast where it's not just about a bunch of people talking and the music behind them, <laughs> <laughs> um, they get into the composer with the composers I've worked on. They talk about the games. They're very funny. They're very insightful. They're um, it's, it's, it's educational at the same time as it is um, entertaining. entertaining. It's very edutainable. Animals, yeah. Um, so I've been enjoying XVGM again. But the VG Embassy, um, the the they have uh, Ed Wilson up there also in New England, along with uh, Mike and Justin. He's been doing uh, episodes of VGM exclusives or VG Embassy exclusives, where it's just him and, and like a bunch Tom and a bunch of them just hanging out, just talking about games. Really entertaining. I really like listening to those shows. Or they they, it's just. Uh, some music in the background and them just hanging out and talking. And I really, really like listening to that. Um, Ed also doing really good. Again, edutainment shows, very educational, very entertaining. Oh yeah, but he gets I, into the weeds for sure. He'll tell you some good stuff. But that is, but those exclusive episodes I've really been enjoying. And I think that's what's been motivating me to be like, we got to get this show back on because it's so much fun to do. So um, that's been really, really fun. Um, I've been listening to, obviously, Retronauts. That's, that's always... For me, that's like educational because like, oh, I remember that, but not really. Or like, where did that stuff come from? And they just get in the history of everything. They did a, they did like three hours on Minesweeper. You know, like that's... There's three hours you can do on they, Minesweeper? And more. It's very interesting. Wow. Very cool. So like, I listened to... that. Well, if I, um, I wish I could be listening to more, but I don't. So but I want to make sure I want to shout out the ReVGM podcast and the VG Emporium. They're out there doing the good work. Um, and I want to... Uh, just to shout those guys out. Oh, they're fantastic. Oh, and the Shujin Academy. Oh, Shujin Academy is awesome. Tall. I mean, they're out there. I just want to make sure that, you know, people are out there doing amazing um, podcasting, doing really, really good shows. And, and they put love into it and they all. Put, and they do put love into it. And, you can, and it really comes through. Um, so, I'll, I'll, you know, when we're not here, we're listening to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what it comes down to. Um, so, yeah, I just want to give those guys a big shout out at the end of our show. Oh, and I should probably shout out like some other stuff too. Um, Our wonderful patrons who also have not thrown in the towel and abandoned <laughs> us. 
not that we were concerned or we, you know, honestly, I mean, it's, it's a lack. It's less a concern and more of a genuine wow. They yeah, didn't run off. It kind of kind of comes down to that. the um, like we we love everyone who's been supporting us on Patreon. It's unnecessary, but it is very much appreciated. We, we will continue to do the show for as long as we can, um, uh, because we just really love doing it. The money does help keep everything hosted and keeps everything going. Um, I've got new headphones in the studio. We, we, we upgrade microphones and gear here and there. No money. more pine cones on strings for us. Yeah, I mean, I, I liked my earbuds. These things get a little warm on my head, but they sound really good. Yes, they do. And they look good, right? They look Fashion. Good. Fashionable. Yeah. Fashion. I'm, I'm striking a pose. I could put a garbage belt kit on each end of this thing. and <laughs> Personalized headphones. Um, so they've changed things around on um, Patreon. So I'm going to vamp a little bit while I try to figure out. Uh, how to get to active members. Here's the button for it. <laughs> and the current tier. There it is. So we want to thank everyone who's supporting us on Patreon. Uh, Brooke, Corey, and Khalid. Khalid sent us a wonderful email. Thank you very, very much. But the three of you, thank you so much for your continued support of our show. It means a whole lot to us. We also want to thank uh, Kristen, GameFan44, Martyrus, host of the ReVGM podcast, my, uh, my fellow father, my fellow old, old fellow father. Fellow father in arms. Father in arms. Uh, Mike, Mike, thank you so much for supporting our show still. That means a lot to us. Uh, Vashon8060. And we want to thank uh, SuperGameStation.com. Catch them out at www.SuperGameStation.com. He still, he still puts in the work on those retro games, too. Like, he has a decent supply of product. Like, I still follow, mm. like, both him personally and his store. And he he gets some interesting His brother's Joe, right? Joe? Yeah. Okay, that's what I was trying to remember the connections. I mean, we met him at MAGFest, and I yeah. was like, Oh snap! That's you. <laughs> yeah, I'm like that's the that's super games. Yeah, I was always number one. They just put the number one. It makes me sad that he has he has super game station though because it was so much fun. Like the number one, number one, number one, super game station number one. He should change his URL, change the whole just company to number name. one. Yeah, yeah. incorporated number one game station. Um, Ant Master, thank you very much, Ant Master. Um, thank you to Brian Pitt, Cameron Worma, Carlos, the Kung Fu Carlito from the Heroes Three podcast. Uh, Chris Weisner, aka Musashi two one nine, the wise guy. Also, it was fun you having you on the show. Oh, last one time. of our fav- most favorite guests. Um, we really uh, wish the best for you. We hope you're doing well. Uh, Christopher Sendstrom, thank you very much. Ch- who was we also had on fairly recently, right? Yes, yes. Uh, from Gameable Audio, thank you to Chuck Kowalski, Davy Cakes, David Good, David Taylor, Enchilada Rigol, Harold Howard, Try Jeff, Triple Tri- Jeff. Um, the Justin Snyder, host of XVGM Radio. The Justin Snyder. There's only one. The Justin Schneider. Keith Shusterman. <laughs> this is going to sound great over uh, headphones. Keith Shusterman, thank you very much. Rage Cage, host of the VG Emporium. Uh, Reinhardt Selkova, Sleepy S'more, Steve Miller, Taco, and Zach Thornbach. Thank you, all of you, and many more for supporting our show. Um, we like to, to read your names out every week. It means so, so much to us. If you want to find out more about our show, you can go to our website. Rhythm of <laughs> God darn it. We didn't even do it, yeah. Yeah, because it's the other way around. I, well, it's www.rhythmandpixels.com in your face. And you can send us an email at rhythmandpixels at hotmail.com. That's right. We still got a Hotmail account. You can send it to outlook.com. That's fine, too. You know what I could do? I was thinking about um, buying the um, or, uh, the domain to tie up to my email, so it would be rhythmandpixels at rhythmandpixels.com. That would be pretty funny. It would be very, very long. Um, yeah, and if we also have our 24-7 YouTube radio station, 
youtube.com slash rhythm and pixels. Um, you can also go to KVGM radio at YouTube and they have a live station there. Um, the server is at my feet right now. Just, I have to not touch it. It keeps his feet warm. That's why they're there. It runs hot. That computer does run hot. And upstairs, the other one's running in a closet that's actually melted the paint off of the door. So, but yeah, it's, it's been on for a long ass time and I'm really proud of those, um, of those radio stations. So, yeah, thank you everybody for listening. Um, I think we'll be back soon. Um, we're gonna be, the next few episodes we'll be doing we'll be doing remotely and then not remotely, then remotely, not remotely, um, just because we'll be recording later at night when people are sleeping in my house and I am ignoring my own sleep. So we're gonna have sleepy Rob and um, maybe not so sleepy Pernell. <laughs> not so sleepy June. Um, and, and then Shell will be on the show soon to I'll talk about the game. Yeah, I, I always love having her on the show. She's got a lot of energy, which is great, <laughs> which is always appreciated, especially if we're going to be recording at night. Um, okay, well, thank you everybody for listening. My name is Rob Nichols, and I'm. Pr- what's what's my name again? I need a lead. What's your name? What's my name again? Turn my headphones up. It's Pernell. That's Pernell. That's his name. <laughs> thank you everybody. And remember, I kind of said a lot of that already, but um, yeah. Just, you got to keep doing what you got to do within the best interest for yourself to continue existing on this plane. Um, things are getting tougher, oddly enough. And I feel like it's only going to continue to get tougher as time progresses. So make the most of the time you got. Put forth the best effort to make sure that you have yourselves up in a way to be as comfortable as possible. Make friends. Make connections. Form relationships. Play games. Surround yourself in positivity. So that when the hard times come and they start beating down your door because they want to, you know, freak you out or whatever the hell bad times do, you have a wall of fortification to protect you from the harshest elements that come from that on an emotional level. And sometimes financial, too. Who the hell knows? Just do your best. Freaking hard out here. Mm. I just bumped my... Ow. Donk! <laughs>